0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. The best of bludging on the blind side.
1: Now, this is a story, this one brought a tear down my eye, Roy. Yeah. Fella, Kiko, Manu, there's a name. He's living out of his car. That's right. He's in his car there on the back seat. The easy option was to give up his NRL dream and head home to his native New Zealand. I mean, you can see it now, can't you? The time or the well, nights, He, he was super going to sell snipe.
2: the car and fly home, was he? Yeah. How long has he been living in the car, like, oh, actually? A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, but nothing has been easy for him. When as a 16-year-old, he flew to Australia by himself in the hope of one day becoming a first grader when he was unwanted on the NRL scrap heap and resigned to living in a single bed at a panel beaters where he worked. Isn't that amazing? You see it now, isn't it? On the plane thinking, buddy, hell, the Parramatta will want me or if they don't want me, I'll go to Penrith and Penrith don't want me, St George will want me. I want to stay in New South Wales if I can. But bugger it, I'll go across the border, seek my fortune there and if the worst comes to worst, I'll ring Craig Bellamy cold. Craig, my name's, you know, money, do you want
2: me? Do you want me? Where do you want me? Now. It's unusual to have a panel beaters with a bedroom in it, isn't it? I mean, I'm not questioning the story. I'm sure there are some out there but any panel beaters I've been to, Never seen a bedroom.
1: Manu called it that home as recently as February, but at the time he also had a... Just before Christmas, the 24-year-old was plucked from obscurity complete, uh, to complete a surprise training session of the Bulldogs' top grade squad. Right. Then when on the brink of giving up on his NRL dream, Manu received a phone call that would change his life. There was yeah. an opposed session against the NRL squad, which wasn't supposed to happen. You get it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. supposed to happen, opposed session. Yep. They needed players. This is at uh, the Can- Canterbury's Feeder Club, Mounties. They needed players. It was pretty much the game of my life. we played full on. I was breaking the line and running around the NRL squad and I, I, I was shocked how well I went. Yeah. Well, you would be. Yeah. Uh, straight after the session, the Bulldogs reached out. They told me they wanted me to complete the rest of the pre-season. The training session changed everything and it was, it was the best thing to happen to me. Yeah. Manu was a shining light in an otherwise dark week for the Bulldogs in the, which the club has lumped with a $50,000 fine, Five players were unavailable for Saturday's match against the Seagulls and star signing Nick Kotrick was ruled out for the season. Manu's debut has taken more than a decade. Mm. He was a bright-eyed and hopeful when he secured the scholarship uh, to Ipswich State High after being scouted in South England. The Bulldogs spotted him, moved him, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Manu was struggling away on the field. Out of the NRL system, he found his salvation in his boss, Jim Angelus. Uh, Was that the panel beater? That's the panel beater. I told him I only had one condition, that he was punctual when he put him on as a panel beater. Good. I'm not sure what he did as a panel beater. No. Obviously, punched the panels, probably with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. I said we start at 7.30am. Little did I know that he was uh, living in Cabramatta. His travel time started at 430 and he had to walk and take... Oh, no. oh, he had to walk to work.
2: He didn't have the car to live in at that stage, I assume. So where work. was he living? Because the panel beater hadn't offered him the, be- the bedroom at that stage. Well, well, I'm sure he didn't know there was a bedroom in
1: the panel beaters at that stage. <laughs> so many questions.
2: <laughs> but anyway, the story, the story a, I mean. A three-hour
1: walk to get there at 7.30. He had to walk and take two trains and a bus. He was never late. Walk
2: and two trains and a bus? <laughs> no.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? Man. Yeah. He, he was he, probably living in Lithgow. Yeah. The before sounds they moved to they <laughs> moved the railway
2: station. station. Yeah.
1: He was never late. He would finish up for work and then head Never to Never late! I know. And then... Then what, the train, both trains and the bus ran on time? <laughs> I find <laughs>
2: that seriously hard to believe. Andrew
1: Constance, the transport <laughs> minister, would too. <laughs> wow. That's a part of the story that's incredible. Yeah. That's more incredible than doing it.
2: Yeah, he could become the face of New South Wales public transport.
1: <laughs> now, Jim, the employer...
2: <laughs> yeah, Jim, the panel beater, yeah.
1: After a while, we got he, he we got wind he was sleeping in the car.
2: What well, got wind? Yeah, as when in, someone told me.
1: Did you know that bloke? Well, hang
2: on, I thought he was probably catching two trains and a bus.
1: We found him <clears throat> scruffy and not his normal self. We had a, a, a sick bay area, and we offered it to him. Oh, so the sick bay area. Yeah, That's the, the bedroom. Yeah, you know sometimes. People are spray painting and yeah. they get overcome by overcome fumes. With fumes. Yeah, or hit their you know. Hit your hand them. with a with a yeah ball paint with A repousse mallet. Yeah, you can that can hurt. Yeah, he stayed here for two years. What in the in the, in the, in the panel the, beaters in the sick bay? Yeah, mm. in the sick bay, never left. Talking about his parents, it was the lowest ebb. But when they found him in the car,
2: well, hang on, is he yeah, in those? Th- I know. Is this he is in the car weird. still, or in the sick bay?
1: No, no. He he went from the car into the sick bay. But when did Mum and Dad come and see? Well, he didn't want them to come. No, but he. Oh right, <clears throat> he because want,
2: he was in the car. That yeah. must have been before he got the offer of moving to Sydney. Bay. Bay. Right, Fair
1: enough. <laughs> no, I've got that sorted out. It's got to the point where living in it was uncomfortable. All I had was my one suitcase. I didn't want help from anyone. I kept telling my family back home that I didn't know what to do, uh, that I didn't know what to do or or, or how I'd get to into the NRL. At times it got tough, but I got used to being on my own. Yeah. I'm not the type that wanted a better bed or anything. I was showering on top of the toilet. Not sure how that works either. Showering on top of the toilet.
2: I suppose it was one of those old-fashioned cisterns, HG. Ah, you know the ones that yeah. uh, right up above. Above, yeah. You'd have to rework it somehow to get the to get the water hitting you on the head and not flushing through to the bowl. I suppose it's possible if you're a panel beater. Works something out, wouldn't you?
1: I'm forever grateful to the boss. I wasn't paying rent. I was just over the moon to have somewhere to sleep when i moved into the wo- when i moved into the workshop i thought life was great it wasn't for my job i would have left and gone home mm-hmm. even after that dream the pre christmas training run manu was still living in the small room in the smash repairs angel smash repair in belmore yeah. In February, his summer deal with the Bulldogs Mm -hmm. finally changed fortunes. Manu featured in the reserve grade and kept training with the NRL squad. A phone call last Sunday told him to be at Belmore this week to cover for Canterbury's growing growing, sideline contingent. But it was not until Tuesday that Coach Barrett told him he was going to make his debut. Whoa! Tuesday. Tuesday. My body just paused. I got very emotional. I couldn't stop crying. When I was alone and living in the, in, in the shop in the car, I thought one day when I make it, it'll be worthwhile. what I sort of kept telling myself, I can't even remember what Trent said. I was just shaking like a leaf. I was telling myself, it's not me out there. <laughs> I only needed one chance and I'm ready to rip in.
2: That is a great story.
1: See. That is a, well, I mean,
2: well, why isn't that story being told? Well, I suppose it is. We're telling
1: it, aren't we? Yeah. So it is getting out there. See, Valander's, Yeah. you know, metal for a kid who slept in a car. Yes. Didn't want his parents to didn't know. Didn't want his
2: parents to know. No. No. Moved into the panel beaters.
1: 16. Was used to being alone. Yeah. Yeah. These sacrifices that people make. A... I hope he doesn't think about playing for Queensland. No. Is he eligible? No. He's New no, Zealand. I don't think he is. he's. New no, Zealand Zealand. thank goodness for that. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, to So, ma- Manu, who are they playing this weekend? We'll uh, find the out. dogs,
1: our producer should know.
2: Yeah. We, we don't
1: know. Um, oh, like hang that. on! He said that, that in the article there somewhere. Right. Okay. Uh, I can probably track back. I hope it's not the storm. Oh no! Oh, Manly. Manly. Yes, he said that. Manly. Manly. By well, the what, what. they're not
2: easy beats at the moment.
1: No. Manly. Manly have got their hands full with this kid coming at him. He's yeah. ready to rip in. Well, where's
2: he playing? Is he? Where is he?
1: was he in the Fords
2: or is he? he looks. No, pretty... I think
1: he's a second rower. I'm guessing. Second about, rower. Yeah, yeah he's got a second row. rower's look about him. He has. He, he looks. I mean, that bed. I mean the picture oh, of the bed. I mean, how man, it do it? What a great story! I mean, they talk about sacrifice.
2: Well, I look forward to the match report next week because we're going to follow this blo- this kitty and see how he goes. That's an amazing, wonderful.
1: You know, it does it does you.
2: Well, it, th- you know, get your head out of COVID, doesn't it? Yeah, it don't, it lifts it, oh, the spirits. Yeah, absolutely
1: right. Lift your spirits. lifts
2: oh, the spirits. Oh,
1: no. Suddenly, you've got a bit of a grin on your face. Yeah. You know, we're talking about... How... hope. I know. We're talking about hope. Exactly. Doldrums in Queensland, right. now we got Manu to talk That's about. That's right. Well, this, this, we've this, never this... seen him play. No. This... And i tell you what... Paul cause... Green and Buddy, Tre...
2: buddy Broncos outfit should look at this story because they're looking
1: for hope. I know. And can I point out that this puts the lie to that dreadful Suwali story where the kid played the other night and didn't get a touch? Yes. Yes. I am mean, un- talk about being unready. This kid's ready. This kid's ready. He slept in the bed. Yes.
0: He showered he on top of the, the toilet. He slept in the bed of hope.
1: <laughs> he stood on the toilet of hope
0: and a shower. The best of bludging on the blind side. League lovers, is the concussion specialist you're seeing giving you the right results? If your latest assessment is looking dicky, why not consult a physician who knows exactly what you want? Book an appointment today with Dr. Comatose Verstappen. The Big V has been producing excellent results for decades. Just ring and leave your details at the front desk of Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: This disturbs me, this story. Ah, uh, look, you know, we do try and encourage, you know, Gillen McLaughlin to do the right thing about the AFL. Yes. This week he decided that any league staff, this is AFL league staff, are going to be banned from being in competitions, tipping competitions, uh, you know, player of the year competitions, umpire of the year, fantasy, well, that'd be an easy competition to get no one, uh, uh, fantasy team, coach of no. the year, any of that. Now.
2: These are such
1: great bonding
2: things exactly. for people in offices.
1: Officers and yeah. you've got to chart how Team A's going yes. or the, the red-headed yeah. wombats or whatever they call themselves. Sure. You know, sure. Oh, we're on top this week. We got that, you know, Collingwood over. We're the to get Collingwood yeah. over Geelong. We, we picked stuff. the draw. Yeah, picked the draw. Pick that's the draw. draw. Now, AFL boss Gillian McLaughlin says the league doesn't believe in prohibition. Oh, well, that's good, except when it comes to staff. It mm. comes to to gambling despite their new edict banning staff from entering tipping competitions or placing social bets on games. Uh, The league chief said they were better off being too harsh than opening themselves up to scrutiny that came when an umpire was investigated by police for his involvement in brown metal betting last year. So he's got one person breaking the rules, so everybody suffers. That's the thing. I come to the – before I go on.
2: But was there any suggestion that this uh, uh, umpire referee was was acting untoward to assist his colleagues win a betting competition back in the office?
1: There's none. There's none? There's none, except in the mind of McLaughlin. Yeah, Now, can I point out that what he seems to be saying is people who work for the AFL are by obvious definition corrupt. That they get into these positions so as they can take advantage of the tipping competitions yes. in various offices. They can feed information yes. to people in BHP or yes, whatever it's going to be, sure. improve their tipping competition. Yes. They can take advantage of spot bets. Like once he finds out that in uh, say the Carlton, uh, uh, Carlton Richmond game the other night that Lewis Young was made got three votes, yeah. then they can spot bet on that. Right. But they're corrupt. They're people who are only interested in not earning a decent wage from the AFL. Well, that's
2: the implication, isn't it? It is.
1: It is. It's got to be. That's that's
2: all you can. That's
0: the only thing you can draw from this. Exactly. Exactly. McLaughlin can't trust his own staff. The best of bludging on the blind side. 4B or not 4B, the Burgess Brothers story is now a podcast. 26 episodes of the injuries, the suspensions, the send-offs, the stuff-ups, the bust-ups, the bumps and the glamour of a family that stayed together to play rugby league. Now available wherever you hear bludging on the blind side. OK, back to the McLaughlin story...
1: The league chief said they were better off being too harsh now and the betting in the Brownlow medal fired it up. But that's his only example of something like this going berserk. It's not as though he's discovered a whole, you know, wide-ending of the whole system of honesty and, you know, yeah. do you know what? what worries me most about this is these people can't be trusted who work for the AFL if Bush came to shove with China... we would be in trouble employing somebody who had on their CV Mm. They might be perfectly good at the tasks of communications and all those sort of things, you know, TikTok or whatever it was. But you can't trust them. Can't trust them because they've been in the AFL. Now, Mm. our position, then he has to qualify it, my position is that we think we should be constantly reviewing our exposure and how we interface with different brands and wagering is no different. Good, I love that
2: sort of talk. Good, good, interfacing, good.
1: I was going to ask, and you understand what he means. Yeah. Anyway, but we don't believe in prohibition, so it's about what the balance, right balance is. Well, the bo- right balance is prohibition. By the looks, you can't do it. Yeah. But do you reckon this? They'll do it anyway. I, that, I was just going to say this. This is madness. Yeah, they'll
2: do it amongst themselves. You know, they, 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 they'll organise their own secret communication.
1: They, they, they'll can signals. Yeah. And, and it'll all be code. Yes. You know, like. Um,
2: yeah. Have you put your money in this week? Yeah. That sort of stuff. Home teams. Yeah.
1: Now, we're participating in a government inquiry on that. This is to do with uh, and, and talking to our wagering providers. Wagering providers. Yeah, that's I like that. Idea. Whether it's too heavy-handed or not, the integrity of our game is critical yes. and we're just continuing to make decisions in that lens. Right. Now, I come to the surface Could again. I
2: suggest that anyone involved in the AFL should not be allowed to communicate, talk or otherwise with anyone, including their own families, for the whole season?
1: Correct. I think that's not even That's the
2: only way you can quarantine
1: this. And they shouldn't go home. They should go to AFL House and stay there for the stay there for the what, eight, seven months, whatever it is. And don't It's no big ask. (laughs) This is about integrity of the world's greatest competition. People are talking about the eighty plus thousand who turned up two nights in a row as being the biggest sporting fixture in the world ever. Yes. See, we can't, and we got a crap surface, and I, I mean, I don't want to have it started in the sand, but bit that is yes. MCG. Anyway, be those, mate, there's got to be a lot of injuries there, mm-hmm. and injuries will win and lose the competition this year, but I don't care. Yeah. I'm much more interested in stamping out one person, mm-hmm. because one person ruins it for everybody. How often do we learn that at school? That's right. One person ruins it for everybody, and yeah. everybody in the organisation is... Considered, yes. as we said already, corrupt because of the actions.
2: Yes, yes. Any organisation is uh, its its weakest link is its strength, isn't it? Correct. You've got to identify the weakest link. We know the weakest link, and he's not retiring yet.
1: Now. The integrity guys are making, this is after the lens thing. Yeah. not sure what that means, but there you go. Mm. The integrity guys are making those decisions and in the end you're better off being too harsh and, and get, than getting yourself into trouble for people who actually have access to Im- information above the ordinary person. In the area of tipping, betting and wagering, oh, almighty, there's been a reset and a wide across-the-board discussion with our staff about even the perception of tipping. Yes. Now, yeah, well, there you are. Oh, even can I perception. point out, that's mm-hmm. rubbish. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you be- believe one minute that all the goal umpires and, uh, you know, the people who do the ground staff and the people who make the tea and so on all came to a meeting and Gil got up there and said, no more tipping, you know, no more competitions, no more player of the year. Uh, I don't believe that for one minute. Now, speaking of uh, the boss, I did come, I may not be able to put my hand on this quickly enough, but there's a very sad story. Mm-hmm. and I find this hard to imagine that a person in charge of a serious football competition would admit this, but Gil McLaughlin was knocked out for 40 minutes in his playing days.
2: Was he really? 40 minutes? 40 minutes. What, they couldn't bring him around with but smelling salts or anything? <laughs> Did they have smelling salts? They couldn't. No, they Did couldn't. they shake him? Look. Did they throw a bucket of cold water on his head?
1: Or dry ice?
2: All these things work. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you've come across a bloke who's been knocked out, but often if you, you know, just slap them about the face, on with a cold water bucket
1: thereof, pick it up, pick him up, yes, pull her up. Pick him up, shake them. Yeah. <laughs> Drop him. Yeah. And then get them walking. They come too. They come too. Pretty okay, quickly. here it is. AFL Chief Executive, and Johnny Ralph got this, Chief Executive Gillan McLaughlin has revealed he once suffered multiple seizures. I mean, this explains. Multiple seizures? That's not good. This ex- what, like epilepsy? He got I, epilepsy. I, this explains a lot. In the whole McLaughlin story, the murderer hiding in plain sight, yeah. the bloodstone putty knife and he all that. He doesn't know p- what he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He can't be blamed for any of these crimes. Yeah. He's going to get off scot-free. We always knew he would, but now we know why. Yes. So he's uh, suffered multiple seizures, was knocked out for 40 minutes playing amateur football, but he says he has no regrets about accepting the risk of playing the game. Now, this is... This is a key thing. No regrets. See, this is what what worries me about this is they've got two class actions the AFL. There's a couple of class actions in the NRL, two class actions in the AFL, and his defence will be that they all knew the risks. I did it. I got knocked out and I knew the rooks and it didn't have any effect on my life except I became a murderer. Yeah.
2: Now. Well, in all fairness, back in those days, HG, people didn't realise the relationship between being knocked out and maybe getting Alzheimer's later in life.
1: They didn't. No, I know, I know. This no, is, but they didn't know. No, they just didn't know. They, I agree. I agree with this. But what I worry about is the cavalier nature of accepting risk.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, the, even now. But, like, but, but don't we admire that in our sports people? I mean, Dick Fosbury,
2: you know, he had to throw himself backwards <laughs> over that bar knowing there was a risk. He might land on his head. As it turns out, he did land on his head.
1: But that was the risk he took. And Dick knew.
2: Yeah. But you know, and had someone uh, say, oh, look, oh, Dick, you're I not allowed to do I, Oh, mate, mate, I, mate, I, mate,
1: think I, about it. Just quiet down for a minute, Roy. And <laughs> <Listen>, I don't, <laughs> don't often say that. But listen, the problem is times have changed. Yes. Times have changed. I know. And we know more now. We do. And we know that every knock to the head. Yeah. Can I set this in the context of this discussion? It appears that people in the. Administration of sport yeah. are looking for a magic bullet in terms of concussion as though it's a virus. Yes. It's not a virus. No. It's a mechanical incident that happened to you and your brain banged yeah. up against the hard surface of your skull. I know. And that's not good.
2: No, it's not good. It's, it's not good. But it'll get to a point where players will have to sign some sort of waiver. I know they
1: will. I, a accept, waiver. The I
2: accept the risks involved with playing the AFL or rugby league
1: or indeed. Yeah, boxing. Boxing. Well, boxing, obviously, yeah. But there's hundreds of them. Yeah. You know, so as the AFL absorbs the fallout of four concussion lawsuits, sorry, I only said there was two. I didn't realise there were four. Four now. (laughs) It's actually, as the AFL absorbs the fallout of six concussion lawsuits, the recent weeks, McLaughlin said an element of playing the game was accepting personal risk. That's rubbish. Who's going to do that in this day and age? Well... See, the departing boss says he was comfortable with the AFL's legal position given the suite of rule changes over two decades to protect his head. Can I point out also that Jordan Lewis, who's an excellent commentator in this area, thinks that the minimum mm. you should be off is 26 days?
2: 26 days.
1: Not 11. The NRL's got a fair way to go to catch up with 26 days. Mm. The AFL is likely to spend as much as 10 million annually for a hardship fund and improved insurance scheme, which could cover players for up to 2 mil. Now, if only that was available for when Gill was playing. Yeah. Yes. McLaughlin said his own experience yeah. um, was that there was a level of personal risk in contact sports, sometimes the likelihood of injury. He said he had been concussed or knocked out several times, but the one thing I do know is every doctor, every football club takes their responsibilities seriously from playing amateurs. I felt I was looked after by the medical staff. Oh,
0: Lord.
2: Right. Okay. Looked after, I- i.e. smelling salts, bucket of cold water, slap about the face. Get them up, walk Uh, them round. Pants up, come on up. Yeah, get get out.
0: Go on,
1: get out there and stop that bloke kicking goals.
0: After a man-of-the-match origin clash, hobble back to the rooms, shout to the trainer, maestro me buddy, and listen to the soothing sounds of the best of bludging on the blind side. For more Roy and HG, search bludge on the ABC
2: Listen app.